This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's been a calendar year like no other. We've had fallouts, unwanted television appearances. We do this at football at Brooklyn Man City, so you don't say it. And undertaken a massive overhaul of playing, coaching and management staff, all through a global pandemic. It's been 12 months we'd love to forget, but a year which, for all the wrong reasons, will live long in the memory. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast 2020 virtually unforgettable. With tonight's game at home to Salford off thanks to snow, we thought we'd take time to reflect on the craziest year we've ever seen. No, we're not talking about Cam moving to uni or Nathan moving house twice, finding out he's going to become a dad or going viral. We're talking about another 12 months of following the beautifully frustrating labour of love, which is Mansfield Town FC. Thirty-eight competitive games, ten wins, and two managers. Get involved in the comments now and have your say on your team in the final show of the calendar year. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, 2020, virtually unforgettable.
12 months ago when the Stags were turned over by Bradford City, we all left the ground hoping that 2020 would bring a good dream, a, uh, a change in our fortune and a different direction. In the end, it turned out to be, it turned out, it turned out to be <laughs> a living nightmare. We've started already. A year in which the Stags season got cut short, we then were forced to no longer do the podcast all together in this one room, but go virtual and, and do it from each other's houses and connect virtually and not see each other. It was a year where one manager turned out to be even more uh, poorer than the previous manager and then some renewed hope in the end when Nigel Clough came to town. We're all now hoping that 2021 will bring something very, very different indeed. Tonight's game at home to Salford City is off uh, due to uh, snow and a waterlogged pitch and all of that stuff uh, which comes with it, which means rather than do our usual match day uh, live, which we'd be doing right now if there was a game on, we thought we'd sort of look back on the last 12 months and sort of uh, recap a crazy, crazy year. We want you guys, as always, to get involved at home as well and have your say on your team in the comments. Helping me to uh, reflect on the last 12 months were two people who are mentioned in the intro. The one um, who has moved house twice during a global pandemic is going to be a, a dad in 2021 and uh, has also gone global in the last month or so, is Mr. Nathan Edge. Good evening, Nathan. Are you well? Good evening, Craig. Yes, uh, I am uh, I'm very well. Slightly disappointed there's no match tonight, but we're making up for it with, uh, with, a, with a different ty- style of podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We certainly are. And uh, also joining me tonight is the man who we finally got rid of and then realised that we actually hadn't got rid of him because he still had Skype and could join us virtually. Uh, it's a man who also is stealing sets tonight. Cam, you do know that it's no longer Christmas, right? So, I mean, I've yes, only got my Christmas. Well, I've only got my Christmas lights still up because, you know, I don't take them down until New Year's Eve. So that's why they're still up. You've not had yours up for the whole of December, and then all of a sudden, the final show of the season, the one where you go back to Manchester, back to your beloved Salford, you know, you put the lights up. What's going off? Well, uh, we've got to see off this miserable year um, somehow, and. I just thought, make a change and uh, get some lights in. But they, these are my Christmas lights. I've had them for about two, three years now. Uh, but I just thought I'd incorporate them into this. And I might might keep it, might not. I don't know. But um, Guarantee the week I take mine down, they'll come down. No. <laughs> they will. I'm we just already... going to leave them up. I'm just going to move them. It <laughs> took me ages to get them up and all. They held up with blue tacks. So. Oh, God. This, they, they could if, be a if, catastrophe. If I get attacked halfway through. <laughs> yeah, there could be a catastrophe during uh, the show tonight. Um, oh, bright idea. Yeah. Absolutely. As always, we want you guys to get involved at home in the comments as well. A couple of you have already done so uh, tonight. Kicking us off <clears throat> is Jono. I'm actually okay with the game being off tonight. By the time the fixture gets rearranged, Nigel will have had time in the transfer market to, being, to bring in better players to give us a better chance of winning the game. Uh, and Paul also says, is Lapsley going to be Nigel Clough's first signing now he's available on a free? We'll talk about that later on in the show. Let's address tonight's uh, news though, Nathan. Obviously no Salford at home tonight, like Jono said. Personally for me, I'm a little bit disappointed that obviously there's no game. 
But also in another in another respect, I'm actually quite pleased because it's actually another it will be another game which falls in the window post January where Nigel Clough will have had chance to bring in his own players and, and try and bed them in a little bit more. And <laughs> who knows? In, we've seen in, in many a year previous how vital games in hand can be. Speak, you know, none other than the the game which I refer to over your shoulder, which is of course Hereford away. You know, it could well be a vital game in hand in the end, couldn't it? Yeah, I said this to uh, to my dad earlier. Just uh, obviously in a, in a joking manner, there's the, you know, there's no suggestion that we obviously did intentionally have the game called off. But uh, I do remember days in the past where we've had people out on the pitch shoveling snow, and you know, I think I think it was a TV match. I can't remember which one it was in particular, but uh, you know, we did everything we could to get it on. So I think it would have been would have been possible uh, to get it on. But uh, you know, saying that. I, I, do you think Nigel would have been that desperate for it, thinking, you know, this is the last one before Christmas, uh, before New Year, transfer window opens, uh, you know, by the time this game comes around to being replayed, we are hopefully going to have some new faces in, um, and obviously, hopefully a few have, have left as well, so you'd like to think that the team's been strengthened, uh, and even like, sort of say, you know, Nicky Maynard, if, he's, if he stays with us, whatever's happening with him, hopefully, if it's just this injury, he'll be back, and, uh, you know, so there's always that that side of it and then you obviously like you say sometimes games in hand which bit like I said with Stevenage obviously we're playing tonight the last I know they were winning 1-0 so hopefully we'll keep an eye on the scores as they come through as well but yeah um, they still won a know, lot gaming, games in hand can be a big incentive for, for teams because if they uh, you know if we're in a position where you know you see someone else above you that are, you know only two points or three or whatever points above you and you've got a couple of games in hand you see that as a real um, reachable objective and that probably gives you an extra extra 10% when those matches do come. So uh, it's kind of a free hit at, at getting a bit further up the table. So in a, in a way, disappointed that we're not going to match to discuss tonight, but it's not the end of the world, is it? Let's be, let's be honest. I'm very inclined to uh, to agree, Cam, that tonight's uh, game is, is pretty much one which Nigel Clough would have maybe had a little word in, in Mez's ear and sort of said, if you can... Can can we not let let's get not go let, yeah let's not go all out to to get it cleared um let, let's get it off because those reasons you know as as Nathan said it's it's a free hit next year you know when he's got his own players in and, and been able to make a few changes we all we know at the moment that the pitch isn't great at the one call Salford in in decent form where. We're not, even though we won sort of on Boxing Day, you know, we're not in great form. We could do with that little bit of extra rest in our legs and, you know, get through to that January window where, where things could certainly change. So for me tonight, I, I don't think Nigel Clough will have been too disappointed when he got the phone call or, or got the news to say that the game has been postponed. Yeah, I think you look, you look in the past, like you go back to the... The Lincoln game, it was Dave's first game in charge and how long it took them to how how long it took fans to clear the snow then and obviously it rained and it, it would have made the pitch unplayable. But I think the Nathan the game that Nathan was referring to, the T V Cup game, was also Lincoln. That was the twelve thirteen season and ESPN paid for that um massive heater blowing. Yeah, they did, yeah, that's in. right. Uh so yeah, there, you can pull out all the stops to get a game, but in the middle of the global pandemic, I, I was talking to someone earlier asking, uh, they asked why was the game off? And I just said, well, usually the youth team would be there. They'd go and they'd be covering the, they'd help Mez cover the pitch. They'd help clear the snow off. They'd help get the covers off the pitch. And with no one being at the ground at the minute and nothing happening, how are you supposed to? There's got this him, Scott, Jono and, um, and Jim. And that's about it. 
So it's it's just too much, and it wouldn't be physically possible to get the game on tonight. And even if they could clear all the snow, it's just going to be so wet under there. And people were complaining uh, 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 for the South End game of how how boggy it was. So it, it's just going to be an absolute mud bath. And and when it's a game that we ideally need to get a result from, then a mud bath isn't really going to help us, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not. I think it would have perhaps done more harm than good tonight. This is the official statement that the club posted around lunchtime uh, today for those who did miss it. Um, and I think once I've read this, I think the reasons that it's off will be very, very uh, clear like we've touched upon. Uh, it reads, Mansfield Town Skybet League 2 encounter at home to Salford City has been postponed due to heavy snowfall in Mansfield. Uh, it was heavy snowfall last night, although a lot of it perhaps had uh, cleared away by the time this statement uh, was posted in, in most areas. Uh, the playing surface, the statement continues, was deemed unplayable following a pitch inspection at 11am this morning. Head groundsman Michael Merriman said... The pitch is currently covered in an inch of snow and unfortunately due to the current circumstances we find ourselves in, we are unable to invite supporters and volunteers into the ground to help clear it in time for this evening's scheduled kickoff. Because of the effects of the pandemic in the closed season, we are unable this year uh, to prepare the pitch to its full capacity. There is therefore a drainage issue which is causing a problem with water getting through the surface and into the drain, as will have been noticeable in our last home game against Southend United. Uh, the statement continues, a new date for the fixture will be announced in due course. Um, obviously, that last paragraph there, Nath, um, from, from what Mez said, is something which we've been sort of hinting at for the last couple of weeks or so when it's come to, to home games and the heavy pitch and it's it's actually quite refreshing to have it um to have it confirmed. All of the stuff in in the summer with, with the you know the lockdown and the, the furloughing and all, all that stuff will have prevented you know companies from coming out and, and helping to work on the pitch and there will be a knock on effect not just for Mansfield but of for other teams as well and it, it's quite a shame really because you know Mez and, and his team do a, a phenomenal job and you know I think really and truly now actually it's at this time of year where we are actually starting to feel the effects of of uh, the start of the lockdown and sort of the end of last season a lot lot more than what we were you know in September when football restarted. Yeah it's, it's actually really annoying um, sort of on social media and things when you see people uh, criticize, you know, pointing criticism towards the uh, the ground staff, especially when you consider, you know, how many games, how many games have we had postponed in the last, you know, God knows how many years. There's there's not been many. So there's been the first one for a long it's time. It's certainly so. it's certainly less than double figures. It's certainly Absolutely. less than ten. By, and that says everything. By a long way. Um, you know, for for a League Two side, and when you, you know, consider some of the weather that we have had over the years, that's. Uh, yeah, you know, that's that's a phenomenal phenomenal achievement to be able to do that. So, you know, you've got to give them credit, and you've got to sort of appreciate that when you put throw in all those situations, the fact that they've not been able to work, and we may have not have had the same amount of money to invest on it, and especially when you think how we've been performing on the pitch, you probably say you want to, uh, um, you know, put a bit of investment into the team, which is obviously what we have done over the last few years. So you can under, you can understand why why it is, you know, why it is how it is at the moment. Um, you know the, the I just I'm just hopeful that by making the decision to, well, obviously the decision was made by the the referee, obviously, but um, let's just hope that because we're not playing on it tonight, it's got a bit of time to settle by um, by Saturday. Because obviously, if we did do whatever we could to get it on tonight, we would have uh, wrecked the pitch even more, and it could have been an even worse condition for the rest of the season. So hopefully, we can um, try and you know 
restore it the best we can from this point and it, you know it's still in a in a relatively decent condition condition for the for the remainder of the season now yeah play- i think since the conference days with i think we've actually only had three games called off i might be wrong but i think because I know we had the Concord game in the FA Cup a few years ago. Crawley was done an hour before kickoff when under Dave, eighteen nineteen, and then this one's third, I think. Yeah, there's not many. That's what I think. I reckon if there's and even in any the more, it's less work. than five. Gotta be. Yeah, it, it's it's barely any, and that testament to what Mez and his team do, and and um. Yeah, we really are starting to feel the impacts. But like, yeah, like Nathan said, if we'd have gone out and got it playable today, then we'd have been absolutely buggered come um, come Saturday. And that's thing when when next year is such a horrible run of fixtures as well. I think we've got I know all of them aren't at home, but I think we've got seven seven games in January. Yeah, one, two, three. So add, add another yeah. one in there. Yeah, th- yeah, six league games and obviously the FA Cup game plus a potential eighth game if we get through to round four. I'm sure that's the end of Jan, isn't it? Or early end Feb. of Jan, yeah. Yeah, end of Jan, early Feb. So potential eight games. And, you know, if you hit those at home, you know, like you say, playing tonight wouldn't have done it any favours. You look at January's fixture list, like you say, you know, we'd have been at home tonight. Then we're at home on Saturday. Um, obviously, then we've got two away games with the FA Cup and then Oldham. Carlisle at home, Southend away, and then Bolton at home. And if you get, you know, if we have to throw this rearranged game in there or whatever, it, it could really cause problems. So I think certainly postponing it tonight is is the best best thing to have done. And, you know, just to, to, to finally give more credit again to, to Mezzanine's team, to get less than 10, maybe even less than five um, home games um, postponed, since we got back into the Football League is a huge, huge achievement. He's took a lot of flack this season, um, but, you know, he needs a lot of credit. He's got a small team. He's also looking after a fully running training complex now with three full-size pitches, a full uh, 3G pitch and some smaller-sided pitches as well. There's a lot going off which he has to deal with and, uh, you know, he deserves a, a lot of credit. And there'll be nobody more frustrated in Mansfield than him today because he prides himself on getting games on and, but sometimes you've got to you've got to look tactically and think. Well, actually, is this going to cause me more trouble if it's played tonight? And the answer is very much yes. And I, I personally think we should get like extra points for all these years that we've not had games, you know, uh, cancelled. So could just you imagine this, that this, this season's tally? That'll be fair enough, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if you like if if like whoever's in charge of the EFL decided one day, you know, what, I'm going to scrap the current point system. We're still going to keep it as, you know, three for a win and, and one for a draw. But at the end of the season, we're going to give, like, uh, bonus achievement uh, points. So if you, like, if you if you go, like, I don't know, like something like six games without conceding, you get, like, an extra point. Or <laughs> it's, a, it's you know. it, It'd make it an in- interesting one and, and certainly one for the spreadsheet to keep uh, keep on tabs anyway. Yeah, achie- achievement <laughs> points. This, I mean, we've had some... Idea. Just, just going to say, we've had no. some We've had some phenomenal ideas no this year. I was just about to say that. Um, <laughs> and I think this I think this is going to be up there with them. So, you know... No, I think the COVID Cup is by far the best. <laughs> God, I forgot about the COVID Cup. <laughs> I thought that's what you were referring to. Back, back no, in March. No, geez, I forgot all, all about that. so long ago. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Oh, it's mad. Uh, let me go to some more of your comments uh, tonight. If you want to get involved, uh, get involved. I've got the phone here for uh, to keep in tabs with some of your comments. Let us know what areas you'd like to see improved in the January transfer window. Of course, that's just around the corner. 
Um, let us know um, your thoughts on tonight being off, your, your thoughts on uh, this year as a whole and, and things like that. We'll also have our 2020, end of 2020 quiz as well later on in the show, which I know that Cam and Nathan are looking forward to. Uh, really, really, really looking forward to it. Like, they can't wait. Um, <laughs> Roger says, Zach Clough is on the radar um, uh, from Resports about a month ago. Um, Beck says, late to the party. Hope you're all, all guys are all okay. Yeah, fine, thank you. Uh, bring on the transfer window. Absolutely. Can't wait for January to come. Um, Paul says, there's also a lot of League One games off tonight due to COVID as well, which seems to be affecting um, a lot of clubs. Yeah, it'd be interesting actually to see at the end of the season um, whether they grant an extension to the season because like Cam was saying earlier, Nath, when you get not this season as a whole anyway has been shortened because of the start date it's starting late in September rather than you know we've missed a full month but it's still ending in the traditional sort of May um, so there's, there's slotted in a lot of midweek games in there the which the only way that that would be possible is if we had to play the playoffs at the millennium That's I don't see that being a problem I mean honestly, honestly in League 2 does it, does it matter I mean there's a lot of places not just millennium though. yeah there's any, so well, many I venues. Some are going to be used for the World Cup, aren't they? But there's plenty of um, stadiums out there that can accommodate, surely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, years and years ago, when I think it was 2003, 2004, when we got to play our final at Cardiff, everything was being played at Cardiff. But there's so many good standard stadiums now that are capable of hosting, you know, League Two finals. I don't see it being a problem if if we have to put it back. I mean, would you rather be scheduling three games in a week towards the back end of the season or would you rather the season get extended by another two maybe three weeks so it can be done you know you know without the risk of injuries and suspensions and stuff like that especially when we're in the position we're in and, and probably will be towards the back end of the season as well yeah well we don't have to worry about playoffs do we so obviously let's forget about that hey you never know you never know <laughs> we do know though don't we let's be honest someone's been on the brandies tonight yeah. early. what are, what um, is in your glass um it is uh, Aldi peach snaps and lemonade. Somebody's been watching Police Interceptors. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, uh, I was going to sing the song, but I thought I better not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't. So, but, well, but anyway, um, yeah, we don't have to worry about playoffs unless. Uh, well, you never know. Like you say, you miracles know. happen. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can wish and pray and hope. Um, but uh, aside from that. I, it, it, I don't know. It's, I think that it's probably going to come to the point where there's not much choice, really. For you know, the way uh, games, we, we've been quite lucky. Right? We've not had many or any actually affected by by COVID, have we? So um, we've been fortunate in that aspect. But when you look at the, you know, League One, there's been so many postponements the last few weeks. There's been a few, you know, with Stevenage in our league, uh, Southend for a period as well. So. You don't know what's around the corner. There could be more, and especially if we continue with bad weather. You know, we've only just really got into the start of you know the weather that starts upsetting. Normally, time when more postponements come in, so we could end up with a real backlog. And um, you know, it, it'll be interesting trying to fit all them in. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see what happens at the end of the season. And it'll make it quite interesting um, when you look at the the fixtures as well. You know, the teams that are around. Uh, you know, promotion, playoffs, and, and relegation. Those games in hand could be massive matches, so it'll be uh, an exciting end to the season, potentially. Yeah, hey, that's the thing. You go back to the COVID Cup idea. No, you just oh, have a massive no. stadium and you play like all three playoff games on one day. I, I mean, uh, I mean, at the moment, we haven't even got enough room to like put 
subs in the same dressing room at our ground. So yeah, it's not going to work, is place it? With multiple teams, that you know, your idea. I didn't think of this at the time in, in March because obviously we weren't fully aware that the uh, no, you know, it would have worked place, in March. But... It would have worked in March because things weren't as serious. Yeah. But now with all the guidelines and stuff, you'd you'd need impossible. Yeah, it's it's, it's virtually impossible. Let's go to talking <laughs> about uh, the transfer market. Window opens, of course, uh, in January. Obviously, Nigel Clough has hinted massively that there will, will be changes uh, up to maybe four or five in, four or five out. Um, so we'll uh, certainly see what happens there. Beck says, I definitely want a striker, centre-back, left-back, right-back and left-winger. Uh, Craig says, would love to see some pace uh, and out-and-out wingers injected into the squad come January. Um, Paul asks, which players would you all let go? Um and would, which which players would you all let go out on loan in January? Well, let's start with that. Let's have a little look at our squad cam. In your opinion, what areas need to be uh, to be tightened up? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, true. It's the easy. It's the easy answer. But um, need a striker. We need a pacey striker. But we need a striker that can score goals. But I suppose the issue is that. Uh, Two, two two of our strikers are definitely on a decent pay packet already. So theoretically, to get one in, one of them's got to go out. Yeah, and, and we, I guess you're referring to Maynard and Cook. Yes. Uh, Defence, centre back, maybe. Bring Chief back. Easy option. No, let's. Uh, um, I, I we should avoid <laughs> that. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Um, yeah, need a centre. We need a strong, commanding centre back. Um, it. it frustrates me because I think Rawson can be a decent defender. We've seen it in Spitz and Spats. But it just seems that all these players that we've brought in are decent quality, but they're just too inconsistent at the moment. I think just, I suppose it's, I don't want to make excuses, but this whole COVID thing's just really messed everything up because you think players would go out and they'd socialise outside of, of training or outside of match days and they'd get to know each other and and build that bond and this season obviously not being able to do that it's 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 like the team's not gelled and it just seems that we're just not quite there and I suppose that could be the same for everyone but it just seems that we can't communicate and that, that could be a contributing factor as ridiculous as it sounds. I suppose it could in, in some small way, but I think when you're spending so many, much time as, as you do on the training ground with each other, I don't think it, it, it's it's that much of an issue, although it would be you know a nice thing to... We've seen it in before where they've gone to like a, a go-kart racing track and, and all of that stuff uh, together as well. The, um, so that, the, the, the boot camp thing, didn't they, with, which I think was Christian Pierce's company, actually, you know, up in, uh, in the yes. Peak District. So they did go and do that. Uh, they were able to do that. And, you know, I, I get what, your point sort of is cam but i mean every every club is in the same position so you know uh for I, and we were the same last season and there was no covid to blame there yeah. for useless for gelling and things so um Oops, did i say that out loud <laughs> so you know there's uh, I, there's I, I don't know there's i think it's more more than just that it maybe it has had a an impact i guess when things aren't probably more more of a problem when things aren't going great and obviously you need to do more things to to turn that around maybe it's made that bit harder you know when you're winning and your confidence everyone gets on then and there's no issues but when you do have to turn something around it is harder so we, we probably had that to, to deal with more than other clubs in a, in a sense but uh i just think it's a, a factor of poor recruitment uh, over a period of time 
but more importantly, it's just uh, because of bad performance, bad management, which has let us uh, into this sort of routine of losing and playing poor. And it's very hard to, to turn around because you've got to completely change the mood in the camp and change the belief. And I think when you're on a downward spiral, as we has, have been, that's not, not easy to, to recover from. So that, that to me, is where the, the issue lies, more for self-belief and confidence. Yeah. Uh, Craig says, O'Driscoll, Sinclair, James Clark, th- James Clark, three possibilities to go out on loan uh, in January. We'll look at that in just a minute. Uh, Kevin says, can we get Jimmy Knowles back or is he at knots all season? He is there on a season-long loan, but I seem to remember that he, there is a recall clause in there for him. But like we've said countless times, it's the same argument with, uh, with Jamie Reid, isn't it? You know he's going to need game time. Um, he's going to need time to get himself, you know, embedded with the squad, get himself up to League Two standard because there is a jump between that and the conference. And I think a lot of our um, supporters. I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but I certainly think there's a large majority that want things done yesterday. And if he comes in and doesn't score within his first maybe two games, Nath, then they're going to start getting on his back. And it's the same with what what sort of happened with Jamie Reid. You know, he came in, had a bit of a flying start, so to speak. You know, he looked quite impressive um, and he kept his place in the side, but he's not returned that with goals. And my fear would be that we would be ruining a player like Jimmy Knowles, who has got the quality and the ability by bringing him back. I'll bring, I would bring him back and send him out elsewhere to a club where he's guaranteed starts and I'd put that in a clause in the in the contracts. He's only sort of a bit part player for Notts County, which is not doing him any good at all. But I don't think his development at this time, considering where we are in the league and what we need right now in the, in the short-term objective, I don't think um, him coming into our dressing room and, and coming into to our side would be the right direction. I'm not against it. I'm definitely not against it, but I don't think it'd be the the right move for him or us. I'll say I'm not I've got I've got one other thing. I've just been reading up, just flicking through Twitter teams that you follow and everything. I know Boston's manager Craig Elliott, if anyone remembers him, yeah. old Shaw Lane boss. Um he was on about getting a striker in for Boston. Now they're sat in third in the National North. And I know it's a step lower, but the difference between Conference North is a massive difference between Conference North and South to what it is in the National League. So would it be worth possibly exploring that option for someone like Jimmy? Because you've seen what um, other players have done out on loan when they've they've found a level where they're comfortable and can actually perform at. I think... um, Alistair Smith found his a decent level to, to He's smashing it at the minute. At. He's one of Altrincham's oh, best Altrincham. players at the moment. Yeah, he is. Absolutely smashing it. Um, and that's the thing. You've got to find a level where the players are comfortable at because otherwise they're not going to learn anything. I think with the Jamie Reid situation is that he'd find his level at where he's comfortable at in, in, in the conference. He's pushed it for the football league and he's not quite there yet. So but, sending these players out on loan might just give them that little bit more time to develop and then reassess the situation in three, four months' time, whatever, and then try and get them in. See, see I reckon Jimmy has actually found his level in, in, a, in a sense of where he should be on loan. Yeah. The, when he has played for County, he's actually scored quite a few goals, and it, he, he did score yesterday. I mean, it was off, it, it was ruled offside. offside in the end, but, you know, he still found the back of the net. Um, and I, there's a, I tweeted a guy I know, a Nuts County fan, uh, to ask how he's getting on, and he, he reckons he's got you know potential. Seemed pretty decent. Uh, the the issue is he's gone to probably the arguably probably the club in the one club in 
the conference, which has got the biggest squad. Yeah, so, he needs to be somewhere know, else, doesn't he? he? Not, needs... and, and the biggest expe- expectation levels yeah. there as well. So I think that's the only difference. I, any other club in that league is going to get more of a chance. And I think yeah. if he's carried, if it's minutes that he needs. And if he, if he gets more of a chance, that's when we have more of an idea of whether he is able to play at that level. I don't. I think that's the problem. You know, he's not getting enough chance to see whether he is or not. But from the time he has played with County... Um, he's been he's been scoring and looking good, so he can't do anything more than that. He can't he can't make the manager play him. You no, know? I mean he's st- the manager's still playing Ben Turner, so he's obviously not the best judge of character. <laughs> oh, I'll tell he gets sent off last night. Exactly. Oh, so, oh, um, you know, it's, it's, but so I think that you know Jimmy Knowles at the moment, I think he's in the right place as in the right division. It's just the the, the team is, is potentially at because of the size of the squad. Yeah. As for him coming back to the Stags. The I problem don't is, an option. It, yeah. it, it, it might be if, if we needed him. But the problem is, is, is how ourselves as fans then treat the matter. Because the problem is that everyone wants him, want him and expect him to come in and hit the ground running, scoring goals yeah. and turn us around himself. And I don't think that is realistic to expect that from a, from a such a young lad coming into a team that's not firing on, you know, on all cylinders. You know, it would be a lot of weight on his shoulders uh, which wouldn't be wouldn't be fair to be fair. So there's 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 that aspect, and the problem is you've also got is there's two sides to the argument. Some people want proven strikers, and then okay, we've got Nicky Maynard, but then they say oh he's not interested, in just here for a payday, so he's not good enough. You <laughs> then say you want someone young and hungry to to give him a chance. Jamie Reed, all of a sudden you know he's not good enough because he's had a few yeah. few bad games. So it's not a very uh, it's. I don't think we need to be looking at a young... We don't have to look at just a young player or, or an experienced player. I think we have to look in more detail at, at the qualities that individual player brings. And I'm going to use the example of Jordan Bowery. <laughs> and I know we, everyone has given him so much criticism at the start of the season, but he's turned his game around massively. But when you look at him as a, on paper as a player, you know, he doesn't contribute with that many goals, isn't necessarily an exciting flair player or anything like that. But actually, when you look at his attributes and what he's been doing for the team lately, it's been pivotal, pivotal in what we've been doing going forward. Pivotal, yeah. So in some ways, we've got to look at it in a completely different way. And whether it's pace we need, flair, creativity, I think never sort of forget about the record to a certain extent. We've got to get somebody that's going to fit how we need to play. We've also got to think about, you look at the players that we've had in, in the youth team in the past year, your Liam Marsdens, your Jack Thomases, and you've we've seen what we've done to him by pushing him in too quickly. I think the only exception to this whole situation was was uh, Tom Naylor. You think even further back, Connor Higginbottom, play, players like that who had a good few games and then just vanished off the radar because we pushed them in too soon. So we've got to think, right, well, we need these players now, but we've got still got to keep developing these young lads because... Yeah, fair enough. They're doing all right at wh- wherever they are now. Liam Marsden's still at AFC, and I can't remember where Jack Thomas is, but they still. He was at Baseford, I think, last it'll... time I heard. Playing, he with Liam, playing with Liam Hearn. But this, yeah, I think Liam Hearn's at Sherwood Colliery now. Um, but anyway, it, it's we just can't push these players too soon. We've seen it in the past; it doesn't work, and especially when we need to make start making the the academy profitable as well, sell, giving these players a sell on. As well, absolutely. Nathan's off. I think his food's arrived. He's adding off. By, by the way, uh, 
uh, Cam has been eating a little picnic throughout the show tonight, and I think Nathan has uh, uh, been a little bit frustrated by that and ordered some food to come. So as as now, have you, have you got food now, Nathan? Is that why you've uh... no? I'm absolutely melting this room, so I just opening the window. All right, I thought you'd ordered some food. Uh, Callum says in the comments at the end of the day, the one 0 winner against Cambridge. Everyone named Reed the best player we've got. Same goes for Bowery right now. Both have had their fair share of stick. Is it a Danny Rose situation where they both need a good string of games to get their confidence going? Was hoping tonight was going to be that night. Yeah, interesting one, isn't it? You know, you know, goals breed confidence. You know, Jordan Barry has got two in two now, and um, you know, both from from open play, and he's starting to find his feet a little bit, and he's much, he's a much better player now in this system. You know, Jamie Reed's a young player who's not quite got the goals but maybe if he had a run of games where you know one or two got himself one or two goals it it, it might be a different situation the problem is you know we're in, we're not in a situation where we can afford to to bed those plays you know you look at um a couple of seasons ago where we we could afford to to bring them on for you know 30 40 minutes and progress that over a number of games and, and lead up to a start We've not got a reserve team with the whole COVID situation at the moment. It's a lot more difficult to arrange behind closed doors games against other good opposition. It's a very, very different football management world at the moment. And that's having a real effect on the players who aren't getting uh, regular football. So I think that almost sort of sidesteps back into the Jimmy Knowles situation at the moment. When he's playing for Notts County, he is impressing and he's scoring goals. Yes, his opportunities are few and far between. Do you recall him back and then send him somewhere else where he's got to do the whole thing again? Or do you leave him there for a, a season but sort of try and have a word with Notts County and sort of say, look, if you can get him some more minutes, that'd be very, very much needed. Let's have a little scan through the uh, the squad that we've currently got then. And I just want um, a, a word from either of you and it's um, from from both of you each time and it's one of the following words keep sell loan out okay um so that's that's the game we're going to play i'm going to go through that squad and then um we will see where where we're at so uh, we'll start we'll do it in 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 number order so uh first one uh stack mine would be keep nathan keep keep both gone for keep. Yep, keep. Uh, um, so we'll, we'll go me, Nathan, then Cam, so we don't speak over yeah, okay. to the air. Right. Um, O'Keefe, um, keep. 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 Samal, keep. Keep. Yeah, keep. Oh, that was that was you, was it? Uh, hesitant from from Cam. <laughs> uh, I think I suppose it's the whole. It's the situation that we've always been in. We need another left-sided player. Yeah. yeah. This is the issue that we've always been in, no matter who's been at the club, yeah. whether it's. Fat Man, Dave, uh, the Irish one, or Clough. You've missed a manager out there, mate. Um, missed a manager yeah. out there. Dave. Just... No. 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 Evans. No. Oh. No. Uh, the... Yo, yo, what's his <laughs> name? Going to be going to be down with the game. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, shocking. Let's go back to the list. Uh, Mayo, um, keep... I'd uh, keep. 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 Uh, Sweens definitely keep. Give him a yep. new contract. Give him the captaincy. <laughs> give him the town. Yeah, give him the town. Sir Sweens. Uh, Rawson. Loan out slash sell. Sell. Keep. Ooh, okay. Charles Lee, keep. Keep. Uh, keep, yeah. Keep. 
Ollie Clark, keep. 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 Bowery, keep. 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 Uh, Maris, keep. Keep. Uh, keep. Andy Cook, I'm going to say sell. <gasps> yes. But, but I wouldn't be happy with it. I'd be disappointed to see him go, but I just think, I, I just think, you know, it's a position where we need to maybe free up some some space. And I, obviously, I don't. I just don't think he's fancied enough by Clough at, at the minute. I think we might have seen him get a game by now. And him and Bowery, two similar players, offers us something really, really good. But if we, if, if I had to pick a name where we could afford to, to let go and command a fee for as well, that's that's the, that's the like, real yeah, reason. That's the key thing. Well. That's that's the thing for me. So. Sell if we can get a good fee, but I'd, I'd I'd rather keep him. I know I'm breaking my own rules here, but that's what I'm going with. Nath? I'm going to say sell. For the same reasons? Yeah, yeah, exactly the same reasons, especially if you can get a fee for him. Cam? Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. We know what you can bring to the team. We know we can score goals. It's just fitting him in the system. Cal Gordon, keep. Keep. Moving further up the pitch. Keep. Yeah, <laughs> moving further up and, and keep. Uh, James Perch, keep. Play him at centre-half alongside Sweeney. <laughs> yes, keep. Keep. Uh, Aaron O'Driscoll, loan out if we can get another centre-back in. If we can't, he's a, good, he's a very good backup. Get him some game time somewhere. Keep. I'm going to say keep. Like I, I don't really... He's not really done anything wrong when he has played. He just hasn't played much. Yeah. So. He's I also think he's, still a young player. He's got a yeah, lot to learn. It's important probably to to at least have on the bench because I think if we pick up injuries in a match, I still you know I'm not going to think oh no if he comes on we're, we're knackered. I think he'll do a job. So I'm going to say keep. Yeah. Especially with the January having so many fixtures, it's it's the, the the month that you tend to pick up injuries, isn't yeah. it? And let's also remember centre back or defensive mid midfielder. So yeah. again, a, a little bit versatile too. Yeah, and uh, experienced, good young player as well. You know. Not had a lot of football league experience, but he's played at a good academy level and uh, alongside some good players, he's had a, a really good sort of uh, breeding ground as a youngster. So, yeah, definitely uh, develop. Uh, I'll add that word in develop. So, yeah, I'm going to add that in develop. Uh, Joe Riley, I know long-term injury, so this is harsh, but let go. Freeze up wages, sim- simple yeah. as. I mean, he was decent when he when he did get to play, but he's got a long-term injury to recover from. Obviously, when we signed him, we we knew he had... In, you know, he's prone to injury, so even when he does come back, not only have you got to build him back up, but could take a while. I, you know, it's, it's not great for him personally, but I think for us as a club, um, you know, when that day does come, if his contract runs out, I think it's probably time to let him let him go. Yeah, I was very surprised we offered him a deal in the summer, to be honest. But um, you know, had, it, had he been fit, it might have been a different story. But injury prone, um, nice nice lad. Um, but again. We're in a situation where we need players, and we've got to free things up. So it, it could be a potential. It could be much better for for all parties, really. Uh, Jamie Reed, um, keep. <laughs> this this is a tough one. I'd say loan. It's, I don't know. I, I, maybe. But the, but we know we can do it there. So it depends what happens the with the rest of our strikers, though. That's the thing. It depends what we do with Cook. It depends what we do with Maynard. Depends if we want to bring someone else in. I know we're going to, but it what we do with Reed very much depends on what we do with everybody else. And it's also a bit hard, a bit like uh, I think it might have been Jamie in the comments, or might have been, someone said earlier, if we were 
a few months ago, we were also, if we did this a few months ago, Bowery's name, everyone said sell. Yeah. Everyone said, oh, we'll pay you to take him away. Now, <laughs> now it's not the case. So it's really hard. It's so difficult because on current form, it doesn't look like he's, he's good enough. But um, can I add another option into the, into the mix? Of course you can. You know, there's never any rules on this podcast. Okay. You know that by now. Gym subscription. Done. <laughs> yeah, done. Send to the gym. Uh, McLaughlin, um, keep. Sell. Uh, keep. Gives uh, us an option on the left-hand side. James James Clark, develop. Why he's not starting games, why he's not involved in the first team yeah, is beyond develop. me. Unreal player for us last year. Um, really good defender. Cam? Uh, yeah, keep, keep. Nicky Maynard. Oh, this is going to be controversial, isn't it? Sell. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I'm going to say keep. Uh, keep. Look, I've got nothing against Maynard. He's, he's an experienced front man. He's had, obviously got his injury, had his injury issues uh, this year. But for me, he's you know, even last year we knew he was on a huge wage. And he spent ages dicking about in the summer, holding us to ransom at some point. And I remember I got quite infuriated by this, actually, in the summer, if you listen back. Um, and only signed for us at the, the very, very last minute. And pretty much his you know, signature paved the way for Danny Rose to leave. And if I had to, comp- to choose between the two... <laughs> Where's the music? Where's yeah, the music? Oh, if I had to choose between um, him and uh, Danny Rose... There's only one option, and it's Danny Rose. And I'm, I, I just think... He's, hey, let's he's, see where these rumours go, he, eh? He doesn't... He just doesn't... For me, he just doesn't do enough. He, yes, he can score goals. And I know he, a lot of people it's rave about him last season. because he scores when he plays. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He scores... He, his, his ratio's not... For, for the striker with the experience that he's got and the reputation that he's got, his... his Goals I to wish game I was ratio. doing my spreadsheet now because I'd be able to tell you his goal ratio per per minute. Have you got it on your com- Have you got it on your computer? No, I haven't been updating it this oh. year. It's been too depressing, so I haven't been doing it. But if, <laughs> if I did, I'd be whipping that out because I, you know, I used to love my stats about Omari as well. So Absolutely, it'd have been Omari. it'd have been up there. I just <laughs> in that aspect. So look, he's served he's served as well, and he's a good player to have around. But again, it's the same thing that I have with Cook. I, you know, I'd love him to stay, but when you need the general transfer window, we know is a difficult window anyway. Then you add the whole COVID restrictions. Then you have the the old EFL restrictions around the the grant which everybody got. It's going to be very very different this year. And if we need to free up a wage for two for one maybe two players who can make the difference, I would have absolutely. I'd say thanks very much for your service, but see you later. To be honest, out of this whole squad. If it came, you know, say, obviously we're talking about January specific, specifically, so no one's going to go, well, I guess the PA players can go on a free transfer, but let's just ignore free transfers for the minute. Ignore, you know, us paying up contracts or other clubs paying up contracts. So let's say it's going to be a transfer for a fee. I don't think there's anybody apart from Sweeney yeah, I would be disappointed if we got a fee for and, and they went. And that's not saying that I, would, I don't want to keep any of the players. That's not true. But anybody... That comes in, even Ollie Clark. I know he's his cap- our captain and stuff, but getting a fee for them, I and and that means we can go out there and maybe get one or two replacements. I don't. There's not. I don't think there's anybody else that I'd be disappointed about. No, me neither. Let's very quickly go Nobody. over the last couple of names. Obviously, Tyrese Sinclair, develop. 
Um, uh, Aiden Stone, keep play striker. Keep play keep striker. Play, on, play him. Yeah, striker. keep play striker. Oh, done. Play, play him with stack. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not play two <laughs> goalkeepers? And then obviously George Lapley. Now this is the big one. And um, the rumours circulating around the internet at the moment that he's been told by Charlton he can leave on a free transfer. Um, against the same thing with them. They, you know, they sent him out on loan because. Um, in sort of um, September time, because they needed to to free up squad squad registration places. It's the same again now. They need to free up places and budget um, to get him off the books. I would absolutely snap up his signature one hundred and fifty five yeah. million percent. Absolutely, build a team around him. I said that to you in the yeah in the in the group chat. I said if we can get him signed properly. He's the type of player that I genuinely think we can build a build a team around, utilise him better, get him further up that pitch where we're seeing him uh, play play the best. And um, and and yeah, I'd I'd be if I was John Radford right now, I'd be doing everything or or David Sharp, whoever, I'd be doing everything I can to make sure that that deal is done and he's signing for us. The only concern I've got is the fact that now that that information is out there and everyone knows it's available, yeah. so you've got the two issues it, uh, it's kind of now although they said it can go on a free transfer well it's on loan of us if there's a recall clause in there there is i think nothing saying a club elsewhere league one or league two can say you say oh we'll give you i don't know 50 grand 100 grand whatever small or maybe even smaller any sort of fee to say well that will take him six months early before his contract runs up just to make sure they get him now that might mean now we have to go out and maybe command a, and pay a fee for him. But I think he would be a player worth paying something for. Absolutely. Uh, comments flooding in. Paul says, send Maris, Rawson, Reed, Clark all out on loan. Uh, Darren says, which, Jamie... Which Clark? Uh, I probably think he means James Clark, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> Darren says, Jamie Reed is the new CJ. Rough diamonds that will, that will shine. Um, I mean, it's nowhere near that level yet. But uh, okay. Sean says we're keeping a hell of a lot of players in an underachieving team. Not that that's <laughs> true. Uh, Craig says it's not going to be a squad overhaul in January. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the point of our conversation is 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 uh, is not to sort of you know rip up the contracts and sort of overhaul it. We tried to do that last January, really. When you think when you look back, um, it didn't quite work, and it shot us on the foot foot this year I just think personally that this January transfer window is going to be a transfer window like none that we've seen before you know a lot of clubs will have suffered because of the gate receipts um, issue surrounding Covid and therefore they look at their players who are performing as sellable assets we are in a good position I'm not saying we've we've got endless pockets of money and you know Nigel Clough the first thing he said when he came in was we look after the chairman and the owner's money like it's our own um, so we'd, I don't think we'll be going to spend daft money but I just think it's much more of a buyer's market and uh, I just think we've got a little bit more pulling power than what other clubs yeah. um, have got and if we can get one or two players from clubs who need that little bit of cash injection, um, then that would would benefit all parties because not, um, David Sharp came out and said, "Look, we'll, we'll we'll happily take the first EFL grant to, to help us on our way, but we're not going to take the second one because it restricts us in the transfer window." And there'll be other there'll be clubs who, you know who will have also looked at that and looked into that, Nathan, and said exactly the same thing and therefore will need to rely on, you know, selling their assets 
to 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 continue to to bridge that gap where that second grant fund would have maybe you know would have maybe helped yeah and i think you've also by that you you know we are gonna be looking to do business and when we mean business we 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 must have a transfer budget to go and to go and buy players because otherwise you probably would take that second grant because that's just kind of you know free money really if you if you look at it in that aspect so we've obviously got something that we can go and spend we're obviously intended on spending it uh yes there'll be a few other clubs that'll be looking to 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 spend as well but I think there's there's more clubs out there that are in a negative position than there are in a positive position like us. So, and, and I'm on that finance there, not obviously not league position. Um, we're definitely not in a positive position there. So, you know, we by that we should be able to go out there and at least uh, have a bit more of a generous pickings when it comes to recruitment. Uh, certainly this this January. Um, just to also touch on, I think it was Craig's comment about we're, we're keeping a lot of players in an underachieving squad. Well, we'll do it in six time comes to the end of the season podcast and I'd imagine it'll be it'll be very different then yeah absolutely very very different indeed uh, Beck says I agree so much Sal Maynard however if you're selling Maynard you must give Reed away Clive says Maynard seems indifferent in my opinion he's out of contract in the summer rumour has it he's brought a house in Southwell much cheaper than where he lives now in Cheshire Southwell is a good location for Lincoln Knotts Peterborough Chesterfield Doncaster etc um Craig says January you usually get the players that nobody wants or has been out injured. Yeah, again, I think you have done in, in previous Januaries and there's always a danger of that. But I think like we've just probably touched upon again um, without repeating ourselves um, too much, uh, it's it's going to be slightly different with clubs wanting to sell assets uh, uh, to survive again. Um, Clown says get Marison Clark out and get Digby and Will Atkinson back in proper workhorses. Absolutely, bring back no. Diggers. Um, Atkinson, yes. Digby, no. I won't even stay. Isn't he playing at like He's Alfreton, yeah, yeah, well, I can snow 50 oh, pied. There you go. On his level. Absolutely. Shall we, shall we send the comments absolutely mental for a bit? Why not? Um, it is December, and of course, the rumour mill has uh, started already. Um, Danny Rose. Room. Rumoured not to be happy at Northampton. And isn't really playing but when he does play he scores obviously they got a, we got a fee for him in the summer but it's yet again it's going to be a buyer's market so if we could get him on a decent deal would you if we pay less than what we sold for him yes because that makes perfect sense because we make a profit <laughs> and get get a good player back well yeah obviously. exactly but i think like you know trying to fit him into the team do you think that that sort of play is what we're missing. I'm not... Yes. I'm not just... Yes, and I'll, I'll tell you for why. Right, and this is the end of the conversation, right? And I'm going to prove it. Prove This is factual proof. Just, you don't need any more... Just before you do, I say I'd take him on loan. That, that's right. it. The, this, this is there. factual proof, right? It is absolutely no coincidence whatsoever that since we've lost Danny Rose... Our defence has, has been woeful. Danny Rose was and still is the best defender at Mansfield Town Football Club. Get him back and play him at centre-half. <laughs> We'll bring Macca back and all. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Hey, just just on that, um, when I've been writing down the name so we could keep track and we look at back at this in the first podcast in February of who we've actually I kept. I joined up there. handwriting that. Hey, but um, is it bad that I, when we wrote Riley, sell, I put 
something like Hayden White in brackets. <sighs> no, because I, I would also do that. But we need to get away from that. We need to get away from that. Let, let's not go down that conversation route because we'll be here for another four hours. Uh, I want to get to the quiz. It's the good bit. Um, our, Andrew says, should we concentrate on, on strengthening the defence? Absolutely. We've been crying out for a big commanding, experienced centre-half who can play for the last probably year and a half. And I think that's got to be Clough's prime target in January. Although technically we've got that in James Perch if he plays alongside Sweeney. But you never know. Uh, I would certainly look on bolstering. Uh, maybe centre-back, if not, definitely definitely left-back. Maybe even uh, the, the right side as well so we can push uh, Kellen Gordon on. Um, Kevin says, if we, can't, if we can get to the fourth round of the FA Cup, that should give the boss extra cash for new players. Absolutely. Which is why I say, uh, said again... Um, you know, when the, the draw was made, I know a lot of people were disappointed by that third round draw, but actually it's a free shot against a fellow League Two club who, you know, we, we have beat at their place in the past. It's not impossible if we turn up and play well like we know we can. We tend to do better against the better teams as well. We can absolutely win. And if it's the 120th minute and it's, you know, nil-nil or one-all or whatever, Aiden Stone comes on, bop, long ball up the top, done, sorted. Um, into round four we go. Uh, Craig says, Danny Rose, yes. Macca, no thanks. Uh, you need to move on. Yes, we do need to move on, Martin. Uh, in Indeed. There you go. Yeah, uh, right then, uh, obviously we've not got that much left of the podcast uh, tonight. We wanted to just sort of come on and fill the void a little bit. Obviously, tonight's game against Salford. Off it's the end of the year show. We've had a little look at the transfer market. So, you guys, if you want to get involved now at home in the comments, then you certainly can do. It is quiz time. Uh, so, it is time. It is time to... Where's it gone? Have I deleted the jingle? I think I have. That's annoying. Oh, no, it's there. It's time. Quizzical. 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 Let's get Quizzical. Woo-hoo. There you go. <laughs> Only you deleted that jingle. Oh no, definitely not. I'm keep I'm keeping them all. It's time to get your pen and paper out, Cam. It's time to get your word document open, Nathan. You guys at home as well. It's Google. time to get a pen and paper or a word document or whatever uh, you want open now. Um, we're going to do a bit of a Mansfield Town theme quiz, all on the last, um, all based on the last 12 months, of course, as we look back at uh, 2020, a virtually unforgettable uh, year for the Stag. So let's have a little uh, look at today's quiz. Play along at home if you wish to do so, of course. All you need is a pen and paper and we'll give you the answer at the end. We've got two rounds for you. Uh, round one is uh, the questions. There were 35 points up for grabs from 11 general knowledge questions from events from the past 12 months. And then we'll move on to round two, which will be the voices. 12 months and 12 voices have impacted on the stags. All you need to do is identify the voices from the clip. It's as simple as that. Now, I really should start writing these down. Who at the moment, there's a bit of debate going on between the team. Who is actually in, in the lead in terms of the quizzes between you two guys? Nathan, is it you? Me, me in total. You in I think it, this year it's 1-1, one, one, but... Well, I thought it was me, but then he said he won the last one, so I think it's 1-1. One, one. No, Nathan won the last one, I won the Kahoot one. Yeah, before that, that's what I mean. So, the Kahoot right, so one, by, by the way, the Kahoot one does not count. Oh, that's what I thought. Because the, the Kahoot one was an absolute disaster, so that, that doesn't count. Oh, no. So, it's, so, yeah, Nathan's in the lead then. Well, there you go. Until tonight. Until tonight, you never know. Until tonight. <laughs> uh, so all of the questions that you're going to hear in a second are from the last 12 months. Um, you'll be surprised to know, Nathan, that there's actually not an anagram involved. Oh, 
No, why? That's good. <laughs> Mainly because the only anagram question I would have had would be, you know, Randy Wands is who, and and that'd be it. And you know, you, we've all had that question numerous times. So, are you ready for uh, the Mansfield Matters? That was 2020 quiz. Yeah. Okay, here we go then. Play along at home if you wish to do so. Please don't post any of the answers in the comments. I'll run through them in the end and then you can post and let us know how many you got. Here we go. Question number one. With today's postponement, the calendar year started and ended with a 3-2 victory. Who did the Stags beat on New Year's Day by that scoreline? And for a bonus point, name the goal scorer slash scorers. Give me a, a, a nod or say yep yeah when you've got it. Yarp. Cam's all good. Nathan, you got Nathan, you got it? Uh, yeah. Okay, question number two. Graham Coughlin caused huge debate during the January transfer window, telling two players they were free to leave. Who were they? One point each. Yep. Here we go. Question number three. The season was temporary, temporarily halted on the 13th of March, but was due to recommence when, according to the original EFL proposal? <laughs> yep. Unbeknown to us at the time for question four, the Stags' last game in front of supporters and the last league game of the 1920 season came at Northampton. But how many Stags fans made the trip? Unbeknown to us at the time, the Stags' last game in front of supporters and the last game of the 1920 season came at Northampton. But how many Stags fans made that trip? For the sake of us, Pay, can we have the closest one gets the point? Uh, yes. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll allow it. Ready for question five? Yep. Question five. The season was eventually curtailed following a vote undertaken in May with the final standings worked out on a points-per-game system. Under which, where did the Stags officially finish? So the season was eventually curtailed following a vote undertaken in May with the final standings worked out on points-per-game. Under which, where did the Stags finish? Okay, you're going to need a little bit of time on question six. But here it is. Here it comes. Question six. After what seemed an eternity, plans for the following season began to formulate with Graham Coughlin wielding the axe big time. How many players were released for one point? And can you name them? One point per player. <laughs> A wrong question. Absolutely. So after see what seemed like an eternity, plans for the following season began to formulate when Graham Coughlin wielded the act big time. How many players were released? That will get you one point. And can you name them for one point per player? I'm going to give you a uh, little bit of time on that one. I'll give you a minute on that question to sort of uh, have a little think through. So you're thinking back to who got released in the summer. There are some obvious ones. The two which we play the jingle for, incidentally, don't count because they were sold. So get those names out of your head. But how many players were? I'll be very, very surprised if you get all of them. I'll be, I'll be very surprised. Don't forget you can play along at home as well if you wish to do so. I'll reveal the answers uh, at the end of round two. 
and then you can let us know how many points you got and play along against Cam and Nathan. Who will be the winner out of those two there? They've got about 20 seconds left on this. Oh, and Clive says for a bon extra bonus point, and uh, what are their dates of birth? To be honest, Clive, <laughs> that question could still pop up. You never know. You never know with these Mansfield Matters quizzes. I can dot points as well. Can't do. I can't. I can still hear you. Trying to wrap my head around it. Oh, there you go. Well, you might have a little bit more time uh, later on. I'm going to move on though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to move well. on. I'm going to move on now to the next question, uh, which is question number seven. With COVID still dominating the world, world travel and EFL regulations, the Stags swapped their annual trip to Portugal for which UK location for a small mini pre-season training camp? So with COVID still dominating world travel and EFL regulations, the Stags swapped their annual trip to Portugal for which UK location for a mini pre-season training camp? You ready for the next one? Yep. Uh, yeah. Question eight. The Stags lost CJ Hamilton and Danny Rose during the transfer window and following a number of off-pitch incidents, terminated the contract of which midfielder for one point, who then would reappear months later on which police documentary on Channel 5 for another point? So the Stags lost CJ Hamilton and Danny Rose. You all right, Nath? Yep. Uh, during the transfer window. Uh, and following a number of off-pitch incidents, terminated the contract of which midfielder? That'll get you one point. Who would then reappear months later on which police documentary on Channel 5 for another point? <laughs> Question 9. During October, two Stags players suffered the same feat in consecutive home games. Who were they? One point each. And what happened for another point? So question nine, during October, two Stags players suffered the same feat in consecutive home games. Who were they for a point each and what happened for another point? So I actually think in typical Craig fashion that there's actually 36 points available for this, not 35. So I think I may have added it up wrong, but it doesn't matter. You get the point. Question number 10. Of 11, after a torrid start to the season, Graham Coughlin was sacked as manager, Woo leaving the club as statistically Mansfield's worst ever manager. But what was his overall record in league games only? So I'm looking for the following, one point each for the following. One, drawn, lost, goals for, goals against. So five points available for this question. And I can tell you, just to help you out a little bit, that he managed 24 league games. So Graham Cochran was sacked as manager. Woohoo! Leaving the club as statistically Mansfield's worst ever manager. But what was his overall record in league games only? One point each for the following. One, drawn, lost, goals for, goals against. I'll give you a couple more seconds on that. And question 11, overall in 2020, what is Mansfield's record in all competitive games? So for clarification, that's the League, Skybet League 2, Papa John's Trophy, the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. One point for each of the following. One, drawn, lost, goals for, goals against. This is a joke. 
So overall in 2020, what is Mansfield's record in all competitive games? If you missed any of the questions, don't worry, I'm going to recap them all in just a second. And Nathan and Cam will get the opportunity uh, to revise some of their answers as well. Okay, is there any questions, Nathan or Cam, that you that you that you sort of need a little bit more time on? Um, yeah, this last one. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, you're going to have two minutes uh, to to go over it as I uh, review uh, the questions from round one. So, if you've just joined us and you want to play along, here are the questions from round one. With today's postponement, the calendar year started and ended with a three-two victory. Who did the Stags beat on New Year's Day by that scoreline? And for a bonus point, can you name the goal scorers? Or scorer? Bit of a clue for you there. Question two. Graham Coughlin caused huge debate during the January transfer window, telling two players they were free to leave. Who were they for a point each? Question three. The season was temporarily halted on the 13th of March, but was due to recommence when, according to the original EFL proposal? Question four, unbeknown to us at the time, the Stags' last game in front of supporters and the last game of the 1920 season came at Northampton. But how many Stags fans made that trip? Question five, the season was eventually curtailed following a vote undertaken in May with the final standings worked out on points per game. Under which, where did the Stags finish? Question six was, after what seemed like an eternity, plans for the following season began to formulate with Graham Coughlin wielding the axe big time. How many players were released for one point and can you name them one point per player? Question seven, with COVID still dominating world travel and EFL regs, the Stags swapped their annual trip to Portugal in pre-season for which UK location for a mini pre-season training camp? Question 8. The Stags lost CJ Hamilton and Danny Rose during the transfer window and following a number of off-pitch incidents terminated the contract of which midfielder for one point who would then reappear months later on which police documentary on Channel 5. Eagle-eared amongst you would have heard him in, uh, of course, the uh, intro uh, to the uh, intro to the show. Um, also, we had um, question number 9 was... During October, two Stags players suffered the same feat in consecutive um, home games. Who were they for a point each and what happened? One point each. Question 10. After a torrid start to the season, Graham Coughlin was sacked as manager. Woohoo! Leaving the club as statistically the Stags' worst ever manager. But what was his overall record in league games only? I won a point each for the following. One, drawn, lost, goals for, goals against. There were 24 games to help you out. And the last one, which Nathan absolutely hates. Question 11. Overall in 2020, what is Mansfield's record in all competitive games? One point each for the following. One, drawn, lost, goals for, and goals against. For clarification, that's Sky Bet League 2, Papa John's Trophy, Carabao Cup, and FA Cup preseason friendlies do not count. So there's your 11 questions. Round two on the way. 
have a little bit of thinking time. We've got about 40 seconds before we kick on with round two. Two is uh, a revamp from the Christmas uh, special. I know you all really, really enjoyed this one. He says very, very skeptically. Um, it's called The Voices. 12 months oh. and 12 voices to have impacted on the stags in the last 12 months. All you have to do... Are you in this one, Craig, or not? No. You're in the last I, one. I, I, I was you not in the right? last one. I was not in the last one. <laughs> definitely was. I've definitely not <laughs> impacted on the last 12 months. <laughs> no, I've, I've not. Thinking about Trades it, no, I've not. Yeah, I've always been irrelevant. If the intro to the show didn't tell you, tell you that, then uh, what more do you need to know? I mean, I spoke about you going to uni and Nathan, you know, moving house twice, becoming a dad, and going viral. Didn't speak about me once, so yeah, definitely I'm irrelevant. Here's the rules. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip four times for you, okay? There are 12 voices. All you have to do is identify them. It doesn't matter if you don't get them in order. However, if you do, I will give you double points for your entire quiz score, okay? <sighs> so something to play for there, all right? So listen very, very carefully. I shall play this only four times. Here is play number one, 12 months, 12 voices. For us, it's gonna, it changes it because we've been doing this for the last few weeks, you know, not necessarily soul searching, but we've been extra gym sessions, extra training sessions. So it gives us a chance to give the fans something to shout about. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Just making sure that you're all okay at home. I'm really excited, honestly. Um, Hungry, which is a big thing. I'm proud, very proud man today. Um, I just can't get my head around to eat the bike. I'm absolutely pleased there's anything for them footballers, for them players in that dressing room. Everyone grafted, I think. Coops has been unreal since he's come in. I can't speak highly enough of him. I loved it. Uh, the biggest thing, and it's something you can't buy in football, and you can't, you can't give anybody until you win games, is confidence. There's play number one of four. I saw Nathan have a wry smile at some of them, so I'm predicting that he's got about four... I was smiling at the fact that the whole double point situation, I see why you've done it, because it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> and Cam was absolutely grimacing in pain, like he couldn't identify any of them. And his silence says it all. Oh, I've got two. Sorry, I turned the mic off. <laughs> so, I could, so I can have a bit more space. I was moving my mic out. Oh, it. So I can move my mic out at way, just so I've got more space to think. More space to think. That's a new one, right? Well, right, I can write them down. It's uh, uh, right. Okay, right. Here we go then with play number two of what is possibly the impossible thing. What I'm going to do now, by the way, is I'm just going to play them again constantly. So you're going to hear these three okay. times back to back. All right. Okay. Here we go. For us, it's gonna it changes it because we've been doing this for the last few weeks. You know, not necessarily soul searching, but we've been extra gym sessions, extra training sessions. So it gives us a chance to give the fans something to shout about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just making sure that you're all okay at home. I'm really excited, honestly. Um... Hungry, which is 
a big thing. I'm proud, very proud man today. Um, I just can't get made around to eat the bike. I'm absolutely pleased there's anything for them footballers, for them players in that dressing room. Everyone grafted. I think Coops has been unreal since he's come in. I can't speak highly enough of him. I loved it. Uh, the biggest thing, and it's something you can't buy in football, and you can't, you can't give anybody until you win games, is confidence. For us, it's gonna, it changes it because we've been doing this for the last few weeks, you know, not necessarily soul searching, but we've been extra gym sessions, extra training sessions. So it gives us a chance to give the fans something to shout about. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Just making sure that you're all okay at home. I'm really excited, honestly. Um... Hungry, which is a big thing. I'm proud, very proud man today. Um... I just can't get made around to eat the bike. I'm absolutely pleased there's anything for them footballers, for them players in that dressing room. Everyone grafted. I think Coops has been unreal since he's come in. I can't speak highly enough of him. I loved it. Uh... The biggest thing, and it's something you can't buy in football, and you can't, you can't give anybody until you win games, is confidence. Now, there is one more play of this left. I'm going to give Nathan and Cam a little bit of thinking time just to respond to this comment in the questions. Uh, this comment in the comments um, from Clive which says Craig please give up with the quizzes don't worry Clive once we're into the new year uh, you know the, the quizzes will definitely stop until either you know there is no football so we've got to fill content somehow or it's my birthday episode which is also in January so who knows but I know these quizzes are, are, are hard for, for some of you but also you know it's all about entertainment, the entertainment value. And, and for me, watching Nathan and Cam struggle over these answers and, and getting the responses from you guys is absolutely priceless. Here it is. You've got 41.10 seconds to identify the 12 names before I run through the whole answers. Here we go. It's the final play. I'm going to fade up Nathan and Cam. I'm just going to ask you for a number of how many th you think you've got. Cam, I'm going to start with you. Just shout it out. Ten. That's, Cam's lips moved without him saying anything. Oh, seven. So Na Nathan's, Nathan's got seven. ten. Nathan's got ten. Seven. And you've got seven. Uh, seven. Craig in the comments says he's got a frazzled brain. Don't worry. Uh, you know it will be all over soon, and all will be revealed. Here we go. The last play. Come on. You, Nathan thinks he's got ten. If he gets the next two and gets them in order, he can double his points. If Cam gets no the next... If, no if he... chance of him doing that. You never know. You never know. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. For us, it's going to... It changes it because we've been doing this for the last few weeks. You know, not necessarily soul searching, but we've been extra gym sessions, extra training sessions. So it gives us a chance to... Give the fans something to shout about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just making sure that you're all okay at home. I'm really excited, honestly. Um... Hungry, which is... A big thing. I'm proud, very proud man today. Um, I just can't get made around to eat the bike. I'm absolutely pleased there's anything for them footballers, for them players in that dressing room. Everyone grafted. I think Coops has been unreal since he's come in. I can't speak highly enough of him. I loved it. Uh, the biggest thing, and it's something you can't buy in football, and you can't, you can't give anybody until you win games, is confidence. I think there's only probably two in there which are going to be difficult to get, maybe three. I, I don't know, but I think I thought they were quite easy to get, but maybe it's the, the genius way in which they're edited together. We're going to find out in about four minutes, four or five minutes, though, who they are. Uh, but first, we're going to skip back to round one to give you the answers. So if you're playing along at home, um, please don't write any of the uh, answers in the comments. But once uh, you've tallied up all your scores, please feel free uh, to drop in the comments how many points you achieved. Um, I think there's 35 points. It could be 36, uh, if my maths is wrong. It usually is. Um, so uh, here we go uh, with um, the answers. 
um, to our um, uh, to our look back on 2020 quiz. Question number one: With today's postponement of the calendar year, um, with today's postponement, the calendar year started and ended with a 3-2 victory. Who did the Stags beat on New Year's Day by that scoreline? And for bonus points, name the goal scorer slash scorers. The team Nathan Edge was. I can't remember. It's really bugged me. Cam Felton. Cambridge, the gas. Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge oh, is the correct yeah. answer. Well done. Uh, and the goal scorer of all three Maynard. goals was oh. Nicky Maynard. Well done. Ridiculous guessing. Question number two. I actually knew them as well. Great. Uh, question number two um, is. Graham Coughlin caused huge debate during the January transfer window, telling two players they were free to leave. Who were they for a point each? They were, of course, Christian Pierce, the chief, and Ooh. Jacob Mellis. So if you do one point for Pierce, one point for Mellis, well done. Question three, this is a test of your memory. Um, who uh, the, the, the season was temporarily halted on the 13th of March, but was due to recommence when, according to the original EFL proposal? Cam? 11th of April. Oh, right. for 12th. Oh, no, it was April the 3rd at the earliest. Oh, uh, so I think they moved it back at some point. Yeah. yeah. At the, the original statement said April the 3rd at the earliest. Question four. Unbeknown to us at the time, the Stags' last game in front of uh, supporters and the last game of the 1920 season came at Northampton, but how many Stags fans made the trip? Nathan, you went four. It's a random guess. I've gone for 806. Okay. Cam, you've gone for? 730. Right, I need to do some maths here. I need to work. I need to work. And yet, seven hours later, I need to work out who was closest. So, Nathan, you, your guess. Nathan, your your guess was. Eight hundred and six. Eight hundred and six minus. You are thirty-nine away. Oh. Cam, what was your guess? Seven thirty. I've done everything. Hang on. Yours was what, Cam? 7.30. Cam, you are 37 away. Oh. So, Cam, you're the closest, so you get uh, you get a point uh, in our game. Uh, Nathan, you get no points for that, unfortunately. Um, I can tell you, though, you only get a point at home if, um, <laughs> if you got 7.67 is the correct answer. Uh, so, you only get a point at home if you got 7.67. Question five. The season was eventually curtailed following a vote undertaken in May. The final standings on points per game saw the Stags finish where? Cam? I put 21st. Nathan? Got 19th. Cam gets a point. It was 21st. Yes! Well done. Uh, after what seemed like an eternity, question six. Uh, plans for the next season began to formulate with Graham Cochran wielding the axe big time. How many players were released for one point? Nathan Edge? I've not actually written down the number. I forgot, so I, I just did the players. Okay, uh, Cam, what did you go for? I put seven by the virtue. That's the only amount I got. Okay, uh, it was 11 <laughs> in the end. Um, so, points for the following. Neil Bishop. Craig Davis. Otis Khan. Conrad Logan. Alex McDonald. Bobby Olesnik. Christian Pierce. Matt Preston, Omari. As if I forgot him. How did I forget that? <laughs> Same. Hayden White. And honestly, if anyone got this last one, 
I'm going to give you two points for this. Noah Stokes. Oh, one of the no. youngsters uh, was released. Now, now at Curzon Ashton and doing quite well. Yes, so, yeah. It didn't, I think he had a, an injury, I think, in, in pre-season, if... if uh, things if memory serves me well i'm probably wrong though to be fair but well done if you got all of them there were 11 players released and they were the names question seven with covid dominating uh, the world travel and efl regulations the stag swapped their annual trip to portugal for which uk location for a pre-season training camp? camp lake district is the correct answer question eight the Stags lost CJ Hamilton and Danny Rose during the transfer window and following a number of off-pitch incidents. Terminated the contract of which midfielder for one point? Nathan Edge. Will and Tomlinson. Correct. And who would then reappear months later on which police documentary on Channel 5 for a bonus point? Cam? Police interceptors. Correct answer. Well done. If you got both of those. <laughs> During October, the Stags players two Stags players suffered the same feat in consecutive home games. Who were they for a point each? Nathan? I, I had no idea, so I just gambled and said own goals, Sweeney and Rawson. Ooh, wrong. I don't think I listened to the question properly, to be honest. Fair play, fair play. Cam? I, c I can see his point now. I didn't even get an answer to this. I no idea. Okay, <laughs> it was George Lapsley and Aaron O'Driscoll, and they were both sent off for a bu second buckball offence uh, during their Stags um, Football League debut in consecutive home games. Question 10. After a torrid start to the season, Cochrane was sacked as manager, leaving the club as the worst Stags manager statistically. Well, what was his overall league record? So I want a point for each of the following. Won, drawn, lost, goals for, goals against. He won how many games? I put four. Correct. He drew how many games? I didn't get any others. I put uh, six. Nine. Oh, I put it upside down. That's what I meant. Uh, he lost He lost 11, goals for 29, goals against 39. So, won four, drawn nine, lost 11, goals for 29, goals against 39. Oh, conceded 27. And then, here we go for the last one. Overall in 2020, what is Mansfield's record in all competitions? So, that's League 2, Papa John's, Carabao Cup and FA Cup. One point for the following, one drawn, lost, goals for, goals against. One, how many? 15. Ten. Ten games, well done, Cam. Drawn, how ah. many? I didn't get any others. 13. Oh. Correct, Nathan Edge. Well done. Oh, what a guess. Lost, how many? I thought 21. Ooh, wrong. 15 was the answer. Goals for, 46. Like goals against, 59. Wait, how many goals? Goals for, 46. Yes, what a guess. No way. <laughs> and, and goals against 59 well done if you manage to get all of them add up your scores for me please gentlemen and uh, we'll see where that leaves us after round one let us know uh, in the comments um, how many score how many points you've got in round one please in the comments by the way write, write round one and then your number so I can uh, so I can see because sometimes it comes a little bit um, through on the delay so round one and then your your score for that one please uh, Nathan, I'll come to you first. In fact, I'll give you a minute to add up whilst I find a pen because I need to write down these scores, really, don't I? That's the way I usually work it. <laughs> Organised as ever, Mr. Priest. <sighs> Put together on at last minute, so what more do you expect? So, um, round one. Uh, Nathan, uh, Cam, I'll come to you first. How many did you get? 
I got 18. Nathan. Ah. 15. 15. Ah. Oh, dear. So, it comes down to round two. Now, don't forget, in round two, it's the horrible one where I played you the clips. Um, There's no chance he's got double on this. I oh, know. I'm not even going to... Uh, we want some, some uh, people asking for some um, clarifications. Clive says he got four. Um, Callum says 14. Got the two red card, cards one right. Well done. Uh, Craig says question nine. Is it three points for all correct? Question nine. Um, yes, it is. So, George Lapsley, one point. Aaron O'Driscoll, one point. Sent off for a second bookable offence, one point. So, the three points up for grabs in that question so well done uh, he says he's got 18 points um for that i'll jot them down um in, on my sheet of paper as well for you guys playing at home so clive got four uh callum got 14 um and craig got uh 18 there you go uh, so i'll keep an eye on them right it is time for the horrible one now remember in round two with these voices you get to clarify one point per correct name. If you get them all in order, all 12 in order, I will allow you, you can double your points for the entire game. So it'd be your round one score plus 12 and then you would double that score. Okay, so everything is to play for. Okay, so here we go. Right, I'm going to play the clip. And then we'll uh, run through who these are. So this is the clip that I played you. For us, it's gonna it changes it because we've been doing this for the last few weeks. You know, not necessarily soul searching, but we've been extra gym sessions, extra training sessions. So it gives us a chance to give the fans something to shout about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just making sure that you're all okay at home. I'm really excited, honestly. Um... Hungry, which is a big thing. I'm proud, very proud man today. Um... I just can't get my head around to eat the boy. I'm absolutely. Please, there's anything for them footballers, for them players in that dressing room. Everyone grafted. I think Coops has been unreal since he's come in. I can't speak highly enough of him. I loved it. Uh... The biggest thing, and it's something you can't buy in football, and you can't, you can't give anybody until you win games, is confidence. Okay, so Nathan, how many do you think you got? I, 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 I don't know. Probably about seven, eight. I've had twelve guesses. Wait, you've had 12 guesses. Okay. Yes. Uh, Nathan, uh, sorry, uh, Cam, how many do you think you got? I've got nine written down. <coughs> right, I'm going to go with Nathan because he said he had 12 guesses. So go through your guesses and I They're will. Definitely not in order, by the way. That doesn't matter. That's fine. That is not a chance. Okay. Ryan Sweeney. Okay. Richard Cooper. Okay. Daniel Clough. Yep. Mickey Maynard. Jordan mm -hmm. Barry. George Lapsley, Terry Sinclair, James Perch, who sounds like Gary Windass and that uh, one, if anyone. <laughs> the Coronation Street. Street. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I watch Andy it. Cook, um, Mayonnaise, Callum Gordon, and Harry Charlesley. I can tell you, Nathan Edge, that of the, the ones. 12 you, in you, order. You guessed. You got six. Oh, it's disappointing. It's going to. He's done me. He's, he's beat me. I'm not having this. This is okay, shocking. Right. However, I'm going to add a twist to the rules oh, for you two. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. This is. Turn <laughs> <laughs> the mic off for that bit. <laughs> Cam, I'd like you to read your list out, please. And I'm going to tell you how many you got right. 
Oh, God. Andy Cook, Ryan Sweeney, George Maris, Jamie Reed, David Sharp, James Perch, Richard Cooper, George Lapsley, Nigel Clough. Is that your entire list? That's my entire list. Cam, you got five. I got five? You got five. Oh, great. I'm going to get shafted well, I won here, this round. I'm quite surprised about that. I'll take that. You are. Um, I'm going to get absolutely shafted now, aren't I? So, Cam, you've got give yourself five points. Okay. Well, I've won overall. Well, have you? Wait. Cam give, yourself, Cam, give yourself five points. Nathan, give yourself six points. And then give yourself a bonus point for beating Cam. If, <laughs> if your names are in this order okay the names were so if you you're of the six that you got right if those six are in order within this order that i'm going to read out you get an extra point does that make sense yes well i know they're not though because i put i know nigel clough is 100 percent last and he's like third in my list because i wasn't intentionally didn't do it in order <laughs> right, in which it's case in which, in which case that extra point for you is out the window so forget that yeah. however <laughs> that's, that's good here were the good. names Matt Preston, Bobby Lesnick, oh no, Joe Dunn. I can't believe neither of you got this one. Danny Rose. Did not sound like him there. Nope. Aiden Stone. Ooh. Roland Menayese. Nicky yes. Maynard. David Sharp. James Perch. Richard Cooper. George Lapsley, and Nigel Clough. If you manage to get all 12 at home, double your score. I doubt anyone will. Uh, but this is the order. So we start off with well, Matt Preston. Changes it because we've been doing this Bobby Lesnick. Weeks, you know, not necessarily soul searching, but we've been extra gym Joe sessions, Dunn. extra training sessions. So it gives Here's us a Rosie. chance to give the fans something to shout about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Aiden Stone Just calling sure the fans. Okay at home. I'm really excited, honestly. Here's Roland. Um, hungry. Nicky Maynard, hungry. A big thing. Get him a sandwich. Very proud David man, Sharp, so, uh, proud man. I just can't get mad James Perch, hates three at the back. Coopers, pleased as anything. George Lapsley loves everybody grafting. And finally, of course, Nigel Clough. You can't give anybody until you win games is confidence. So those players again in order, Matt Preston, Bobby Lesnick, Joe Dunn, Danny Rose, Aidan Stone, Roland Menayese, Nicky Maynard, David Sharp, James Perch, uh, Richard Cooper, George Lapsley and Nigel Clough. So get in the comments and uh, let us know uh, how many you got right in that round. Please write round two followed by your score. Cam, you got five in that round. Uh, Nathan, you got six. So I'm now going to add up your total scores. So have we scrapped that points in the right place thing? Yes. Because I got the fight, the final five, I got in the right order. Do you know what? I have a bonus point. I'll give you seven. Oh. I'll give you six. I'm going to give you six so you tied that round. Six. Six. Which means we do have an overall winner in our quiz. However, 
I'm going to give a massive shout out and a clarification here to Gemma, who says, I got all 12. Is that 24? If you got them in the right order, yes, it is. If they're out of order, no, it's not. So you only get um, you only get double points, and that's double points that's on your, your whole score. Well, we need proof as well. We need proof of them. No, I'm not that bothered. Cam no. just being a stickler. Even if you get all 12, just double it. That means Cam doesn't win. All right, fair point. Yeah, all right. Nathan's point is valid. Well, yes, if you got all if you got all twelve, if you got all twelve, double your whole point, double your points for the twelve, so that's twenty-four. Then double your points again for the for round one. So round two, twenty-four. Uh, she says her and Amy smashed it. Well done. So round two, twenty-four. Um, if you got involved in round one, Gemma, let us know what you got as well, um, and I can add up your scores. Uh, that's incredible though that to get 24 to all 12 right double your points in uh, round one um, <laughs> uh, Gemma says Cam's salty. Yeah, Cam's a, a miserable miserable loser hates losing um, all right. Write all these down they're flooding in again. So Clive got four again, which gives him a total of um, eight, eight. Gemma says, didn't play round one, was at KFC. I should deduct a point. For, I, should, <laughs> I, with Gemma. I, should, I should deduct a point for KFC, to be honest, but I'm not going to do, because, no, I have to work with a sister, and then I just, I'm just i just going to be in, like, it's just make my 2021 20, even more miserable. So. I'd give her a point. Just because then she's not Drew with Cam. That's oh, a great... No. I know. No, that's a great... Oh, that's a great idea. I need to think no, of something KFC's to stick. lovely, you know. <laughs> Is it? But I don't know. Uh, right. Uh, let's keep these coming in. Uh, let's have a little look. Um, top these up. Whilst I do this, I mean, nobody wants to just listen to me trying to add up. So, Cam, I'm going to give you the, the chance to grill Nathan on 2021. Not 2021. On, 20, on uh, 2020... Find out each other's best moments, worst moments. Cam, you're in the spotlight. It's over to you, my friend. I could regret this. Yeah, I'm just gonna... Nate, Nate, what's your favourite and worst moments of, of 2020? Um, Great favorite question. Favourite for me has got to be... Uh, there's not many, really, so let's be honest. I'm assuming we're obviously talking about stags, so... Um, <laughs> Stags-wise, favourite is probably... I think it was this year, anyway... Um, was Bradford at home. So, yes, it was. Yeah, I don't know if anybody remembers, but I also had uh, a camera crew out with me that day to do some filming for a short video, which was used for the guide dogs. Um, but obviously we wasn't doing very well at the time. We happened to not one win that match, but we, we won it pretty well. And the atmosphere in that day was, was, was superb. And it actually... Uh, they did three series of those, that sort of little mini documentary series. Um, one was at Leeds and the other one was somewhere else. I can't remember. Um, and the camera crew said from the grounds that they'd been to, it was the best uh, best atmosphere they had. So we chose a good game to actually put in a decent performance. So for me, that's probably my highlight of 2020. There you go, right. That's, what, a, oh. what a filler uh, for me to reveal these uh, results. What a absolute filler. So... I can reveal that in last place is Jody, who scored four in round two. I didn't get a score for round one. Then it's Clive on eight points, four points in each round. Then it's a tie 
between Callum and Nathan on 21 points apiece. And then we have a three-way tie for the top with Cam Felton, with Craig, and thanks to a phenomenal round two, smashing it out of the park, Gemma. Well done to all of you. You are our joint winners. Come on. Cam is the winner over Nathan in our little yeah, quiz. One all overall, though, for the year. It is one all over the. How to shoot so, out. So maybe we'll. Oh, I haven't got time That's to add in a question. question. No. No, no, no. Let's, oh. let's settle this on the, on the pitch. Blind football, head to head, me versus Cam. Yes, I am in for that. Let's make we will make we will make that happen <laughs> oh, yeah. in the we'll make that happen in the summer when Cam's back from uni. Thank you very much uh, for playing along at home. That is pretty much it, by the way, uh, as well. Thanks very much for getting involved. A little little bit more from us. Uh, Callum says it got seven. Danny Rose easiest of the bunch there for me as well. Well done. Thank you very much for playing along with our silly games. Now that's pretty much it uh, for us for for 2020. What a year! it has been um first and foremost i want to thank nathan and cam um and simon as well who's been involved with a few little things as well um when lockdown first happened we had no idea which way the season was going to go uh, how football was was going to continue and i don't think anybody could have predicted it would take as long as it did really um so you know for, for that we sort of had to get our heads together and come up with some content for you guys which we did we did COVID that uh, the covid cup which was great um <laughs> you know we also uh you, you didn't did the the best time of the week podcast three o'clock every saturday um i don't know how we managed to scramble i think we've got about 10 episodes out of that in the end nice little mini series um we did lots of other bit as well and then obviously when football came back we did the warm-up we've changed it you know we, we used to be all together in this room it, it's it's really difficult sometimes didn't we do a trip down memory lane? Yeah, that was part of the thing. Yeah, we we Louis Briscoe, yeah. um, Paul Cox. Who else came on? Yeah, uh, um, Paul Connor, G Gareth Jellyman as well. Yeah, Not we had, this year. Yeah, yeah, we had. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like March, April. Yeah, we had some. We certainly had some different ones. So we did lots of different stuff to you. But I want to thank Nathan, Cam, and Simon as well for you know giving the time and getting involved with that and adapting their homes as well for us as well because. Um, you know, we've had to find a different way of doing this podcast. You know, we've all forked out a little bit of money to try and make it make it happen and everything. So I want to thank you two personally for that as well and, and Simon as well at home. Uh, to you guys as well, um, I want to say um, to you, uh, thank you very much for getting involved. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, watching... Uh, listening and sharing it we've certainly grown a little bit when it came to the new series we sort of um you know had to find another way of reintegrating that match day thing and actually quite now when when the day eventually does come for watching football again i'm going to be very sad Nate, because we're not going to be able to do the virtual match day stuff and i think that's been a real laugh hasn't it <laughs> that, honestly that's uh it's been one of the one of our favorite things i think we've done with this this podcast over the years has, has evolved we started by pre-recording in the middle of a park. Don't know what possessed us to do that. We didn't um, think that through, thinking of winter season. Could you imagine if we'd have done that today with all the snow? No, exactly. I mean, I don't know. What snow? I haven't I had mean, any. At least we could have social distanced out there, I suppose. But, true. you know, uh, I, I don't know what we were thinking. That was very, even short-sighted, even from my part, not saying something. Um, so, <laughs> evolving from that to then going live, uh, <laughs> to, to then, you know, 
haven't said change it all go virtual um you know it's been a it's been a journey and i think every series every series has i think uh, you know has improved i think we've all managed to do well with that but what's made it better is the fact that more people have joined us every every week to join in with the comments which is why facebook doing the facebook live or and the people that join us sort of afterwards getting all the comments in has made a big difference obviously it'd be weird if it was just us guys sat here talking to ourselves um has been known yeah, series I mean, one was a slog <laughs> some, sometimes you know you got to do what you got to do but you know i think uh it, it, especially the match warm-up and cool down although obviously we're going to love being back at the matches i think uh we'll miss those but i guess even for a while i suppose we might have them for away matches at least so hopefully we don't lose them completely yeah fingers crossed we will certainly keep doing our best and that's not because mansfield matters it's because mental health matters and i think this year has been tough on absolutely everyone and especially not being able to see each other on, on match day which is why we've you know striven so much to to do these podcasts and to sort of give you guys uh, a little bit of different content as and as and when we can i hope you've been enjoying it even the the quizzes and and things like that um thanks very much for watching final few comments from you guys um craig says great night as usual happy new year uh happy new year guys 2021 can't be worse surely callum says cheers guys thanks for being the brightness in a terrible year nice to have that football chat with somebody even if it is over the internet happy new year uh, gents and a massive congratulations to nathan on his recent news uh, and kathy says great fun lads happy new year to everyone well that is it can i just say something no yes i was going to yeah. say no and shut you off because uh 2020 has by far been the weirdest thing and when uh, when march rolled around i got the news that i was uh, I'd, I'd got my place at university i've been given a, a conditional offer and it was always going to be well uh, I'm going to have to stop doing podcasts because at the time, whilst COVID was still around, it was going to be, well, I'm going to be up here. Your guys are going to be at home and, and lockdown's giving us that chance to to iron things out, get things sorted and, and thank goodness for Skype and Zoom and, and Facebook Live and this, that and the other. But uh, And then whilst obviously Nathan spoke about his favourite moment, I think my favourite moment of the year was... Um, was actually when I moved up here and I think that it was the 12th of September and that was actually moving into Manchester but it was also the day that football returned properly it was the first league game back Tranmere at home whilst it was 0-0 draw it was still the return of football and and we've got to be thankful that football did return in 2020 and I think coming back to the university thing I don't think I would not be here without podcast I wouldn't be here without you guys as as people know the reason that we met was uh, through a radio station in Sutton, and and that's how we met, coming together over something we all enjoyed, which was radio at the time, and 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 talking about stags, and and that's how we really started to know each other, just through Facebook, social media, and uh, and listening to Craig on match days, rambling on to himself and don't play the and, clip don't play the clip don't, don't play the and, clip and the, and the matt green moments and the, and the cambridge away in the same season the the road to wembley the, a couple seasons before that uh, and it's all come to to this moment and and actually me getting to where i actually want to be which is uh not where somewhere i thought this time last year i wasn't particularly sure whether i wanted to go to uni i changed my mind at the last minute and i got in fortunately but it's been a mental year, but it wouldn't. Just, just Are you imagine. It's all thanks to Craig. You guys, pretty much. <laughs> um, don't, don't worry, just... every, 
Go I'm worried about his head. That was all. Yeah, I know. It's been a mental year, but without you guys, it it wouldn't have been the same. And just think, had we have not done all this podcast stuff, then think think what 2020 would have been. What we would have, what would we have remembered 2020 by if we hadn't have carried on doing all this podcast stuff? Absolutely, it's quite good from Cam. To be fair, it's quite, it's, it's quite it's deep. Yeah, it is deep. Uh, enough. Uh, tw- of- 2021's going to be absolutely mental. Nathan with his. Uh, with his baby, us carrying on the podcast stuff and seeing where all this COVID shenanigans carries on taking us. And I'm still here for the podcast, by the way. Oh yeah, it will. Be. Yeah, no it doubt that Nathan will still be here. In the background, but, it, but it's no. going to be 2021 is going to be an absolutely mental year, ups and downs, no matter what. Um, but you know what? The one thing that we've got to remember, oh, and that's that. Mansfield always oh. matters. Brand, love it. Enough of this gooey show of emotion. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we'll find a block button and a way to block Cam from Skype and <laughs> Zoom in the future. He will join us again in the future. Thanks very much, boys, for your input again tonight. Uh, that's it from me. I want to echo the words of Cam as well. 2020 has been an absolute shit show of a year, um, both on and off the pitch. Results have been horrible for us. It's been tough to endure and even tougher to endure from our sofas. Also, in a world where we're not able to go out and meet with our friends as often or hug our families but one thing brings us all together and that is the unity of football that is the unity of Mansfield Town and that is exactly why week after week after week we come together and do these shows because if it puts a smile on just one person's face and makes them feel better about themselves then for me that is job done we will see you again in 2021 the 2nd of January the Stags at home to Port Vale join us for match day live where we'll bring you build-up to the game and, of course, post-match reaction as well. Just because it's a new year doesn't mean all the mentalness of this year will go away. It will take a long time, but we will get through it together on and off the pitch. Why? Because everybody matters. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for getting involved. Truly, doing this and producing it and presenting it has kept me sane in 2020 and continues to do so in 2021 as well so from me thank you enjoy the rest of 2020 and we'll see you on the other side in 2021 where on the pitch we hope Nigel Clough can lead a stags revolution no matter what happens we will always continue to follow the journey good night This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. This has been 2020 Virtually Unforgettable.
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.